So we're doing house fellowships for all you guys locals, September 1 and 15. So this Wednesday and then two weeks later, the first and third Wednesdays, at our house. I'll put messages out. And then every Sunday, we do the online fellowships for the overseas as well as locals. So 10 a.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Eastern, and then 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 Eastern. Did I say that right? So the 10 a.m. Mountain guys, for all of you guys in Europe, South Africa, that's 6 p.m. Central European Standard Time on Sundays. So um, this is the church for a lot of those people. And uh, so we'll do that every, every Sunday, but we won't have any live services here because we're just gone. So feel bad for us, right? We're going to Maui and New York and Boston and just doing our thing. So anyway. All right, the fire of the Lord. So let's go to this first slide. I think this will make some sense to you. We're going to look at what, what is being the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I think every Christian is well-versed in that, where they would go, oh, yes, you know, I've, I've accepted the Lord, and he's my Lord and Savior. I think they have no clue what it means, actually. I don't think they, and I really mean that, seriously. I don't think they have any idea what it means. Or if, if they think they do, and I, and I press them on it, and I go, well, how do you make it practical? How do you make it real right now? Because most of you guys have been taught, it's really, it's kind of a joke, but it really is fire insurance. Like someday, at least I... I made the right decision where I'm not going to end up eternally tortured. Isn't that kind of how it... That's not it at all. That's not it. That is true. You're not, you're not going to end up in this eternal torture chamber. And guess what? The great news is nobody is. That's what's really awesome. So anyway, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let me just read 2 Corinthians 13 here a minute. All right. It's up there for you guys. And I'm going to ask you some questions. So here's what it says. Examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. This is, he's talking to all of us, right? Examine ourselves, like this is a, self, a self-critiquing, like do we get this? Examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. Test yourself. Now how would you test yourself? We'll kind of talk about that tonight. Can't you see for yourselves, what he's saying is you should be able to see for yourself and experience that Jesus Christ is where? In you. Jesus Christ is in you. Now, we see this over and over and over and over. <clears throat> in the narrative where the religious leaders of the day are, are there, and then Jesus is talking to them, the high priest and all the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and, and, uh, and he's talking to disciples this way too, where he says this, he says, uh, the kingdom of heaven is sometime in the future, or does he say the kingdom of heaven is now? He says it's now, right? And then he says something really interesting. It doesn't come with anything observable with your physical eyes. So whatever the kingdom is, you can't observe it with these eyeballs. That's what he says, right? Now I see a lot of people running around going, I expanded the kingdom. And then they tell me what physical thing they did. I go, it's an impossibility. The kingdom is something that you become aware of that you already have. Does that that help you guys? It really is just this, oh my gosh, I get a revelation that Jesus Christ is in me. So Jesus Christ is in you. Um... The kingdom's within you. Salvation is within you. When Jesus is talking about prayer, he says this, don't be like religious people that uh, do prayer chains. I'll just put it in today's language. Do prayer chains, shoo we doo and all these different things. He doesn't say any of that. Here's what he says. Go into where? The church? Go, in, go within, is what he says. Go within in the secret place, right? And what you do with there, the whole world will see without, meaning this has results. What you do in here, the whole world is a reflection of what's going on in here. It's another way to say it, right? So the kingdom within, Christ is within, Jesus Christ is within, is what we're just reading here. It's the secret place that nobody can see. The kingdom doesn't come with observation. 
Where's Jesus? It would seem to think that they want us to get this idea that it's within us, right? After all these scriptures, over and over and over, it's the same idea. True? Um, then just ask yourself this question. I don't want to go through all the blatant ones to me, but think about all the narratives you've heard about Jesus, and does it fit any of those? Most of them won't. Most of them won't fit that. And then there's this other one. These are, these are my tests now for me today. In the narrative again, Jesus is saying this. He goes, the parable of parables. How many of you guys know every parable is like, the kingdom of heaven is like this. It's not exactly it. It says it's like this. If you understand this idea, this allegory, this story, you'll understand the kingdom, right? And he talks about where it's within, and you can't see it with anything observable. And then he says... The kingdom is like a sower sowing the word. Now, typical Christianity will go, oh, that's sending our missionary to some lost place and he's speaking the word of God. Can you observe that? Then that is not the kingdom. Does that make sense? It cannot be if we're going to take scripture seriously because it's in the secret place. It's hidden. It's within. It's a revelation within you. Now, I'm not saying they can't uh, help people understand what this is, but most of the message they're sharing is not that. It's something opposite of that. It actually causes separation and, and anxiety in most people. So whatever this kingdom is, it's within. It, you can observe it. Um, and then he says, it's like a sower sowing the word, and he tells you what it is. It's like soil. Your heart is like soil. And you get to plant any seed you want there. And the seed itself has the power of God in it. It's the noon in Hebrew. Um, grace literally is Cain, it's Chet Noon, it's life that springs effortlessly from a seed within your inner chamber is grace. Now listen to all the grace preachers again and see if they understand that, right? They don't understand this. I, I, and I, I'm kind of like scratching my head now going, guys, you'd honestly be better off like reading a toaster manual than listening to these guys. Like you'd be closer to the truth because if you're trying to read it in Greek, the translation from this Hebrew Eastern beautiful meaning and thought and allegory to literalness is what the Greek says. I'm, I'm seriously, Roy, get it. Go get your whatever manual. You'll be closer to the truth, honestly. It's like, because what they're sharing to me now when I read and I listen to it, I go, that's not at all what it says. And it's like shocking to people. But if you're willing to actually go to say what it says, it's the most beautiful, amazing thing. We, Barb and I are constantly going, and a lot of you, most of you here actually, are going, it all fits. I don't have to make up one thing. Like here's just a, here's just a thought piece. Um, you were probably taught this. Jesus in, became incarnate in a man, and now he still has his physical body seated at the right hand of the Father. Have you guys heard that? What do you do with this scripture? Where's his leg? Can you imagine the dude sitting here, seated at the right hand of the Father in me? Like, where's his head and his legs? The walkman's not sticking out of us. Either that, he's really diminutive, a little tiny guy that we can't see or something. I don't know. I'm just challenging you, right? Because what you're, what, but once you get it, if you're, if you're willing to go here, oh my gosh, Jesus Christ is the most real thing in the world, guys. And I'm trying to get people to wake up to it. So, there's Jesus Christ within you. What is this? First of all, Jesus Christ is not a proper name. Do you guys know that? 
It's, it's not like I have a baseball team and my last name is Christ on the back. Like, that's Jesus. The last name's Christ. Like, my name's Mike Popovich. It's Jesus Christ. It's not a proper name. That's shocking to people, too. And if, even if it was, the name in Eastern thought is your very character. It explains the very essence of who you are. So I want to go through, what is this Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Because everybody would go, he is my Lord. I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. Well, if you look at Savior, guys, it's this really fascinating word that says, to, to be delivered, to be sozoed, to be healed, to be whole, to be prospering in every way, life flowing out of your, every pore of your body. Now, have you ever seen somebody accept Christ and that's not true about their life? Yeah, just go to church, right? You'll see them. <laughs> so what, what if, if, that, if that was salvation, then I think we're missing something. I think we're missing the fundamental, actually. And so we're going to change that tonight, though. It's like, if you really catch this, guys, you can experiment with it tonight. Amen? You can really start enjoying this Jesus Christ, because here's what it, Jesus, well, first of all, you guys know the writers didn't say the word J-E-S-U-S, Jesus. Everybody okay with that? They didn't speak English, you guys, or Latin. Follow me? What did they say? Yeshua, Joshua. It's a, it's a Hebrew, it's from the Hebrew root Joshua, where the first five books of the Bible called the law or the Torah, right? And then it says, if you read Yeshua 1, it says, now Moses, the servant is dead. Yeshua, bring them into the spiritual land, the land flowing with milk and honey. So this is also we're introduced to this. We would say Jesus in English, but it's Joshua. So if we really wanted to be specific, if, if you're going to take it literalness, all the charismatics should be going, in the name of Joshua. And some of them do. Like, no, you got to say it in Yehoshua. And I'm like, no, geez, guys, you're missing the whole point. It's nothing verbal. It's nothing that you can see. Everything's within the secret place. You guys follow me? All right. So Jesus is this word Joshua. We can bring that actually the next slide up. So I think I show you this here. So, all right. Jesus is derived from the Hebrew word Joshua, or Yeshua, right? <clears throat> which is formed from two words, which is Lord, Yudhe and Yasha. So it's Yehoshua, Yeshua, Joshua is what they would say in Hebrew. So, I really do want to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior tonight. So when people say Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, I go, that's absolutely right, but you're not experiencing it because you don't know what it means. You think it was just something that you had to say, and all right, that's done. Did that, did that church camp, and now I'm saved. I didn't see, for, for me, I saw no transformation. Maybe I'm just the weird one, but I, I just, Barb and I would always talk about this. Then, then it was like, no, no, you were baptized as a kid. We went through this whole experience. You got to be fully immersed in water. So we did the dance and the thing at New Life. And, and everybody's clapping the bands here and doing their thing. And we get done and like, did you feel anything? No. Oh, here's why. You need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Then you got the truth. Oh, so every, never, nothing's enough, right? And so we're just kind of like, enough. <laughs> we're done with all of it because it's not working. Because they don't know what it is. I swear to God, they don't know what it is, right? If we read the book, it says there's one baptism, there's one body, there's one spirit. We're all in it. Amen? Never left it. Never had to jump back in. It's an impossibility, right? I never had my dove fly away because he's so... He's like a dove. And he's... you got to be very careful because he'll... Oh, the Holy Spirit left me. I'm like, these guys... I'm just done with the whole gang because they don't know what's happening. 
They really don't to me. And I'm like, what is going on? That's just peddling nonsense to me now when I look at it and I go, I'm the stupid one that actually like, listen to those guys. Like how brain damaged was I? It must have been very. So I'm getting back to him. I'm actually doing this. I'm, he's healing my present, past, and future, which is really cool. So, so Jesus Christ literally is this yud heh which is Lord. Now, with the ancient writers, when you get this, it's so good. So Yod is literally the strength of God or the finished work of God. Or if you go look it up, it's a, it's a picture of a fist. And it's the ability, the limitless ability of God to do work. How many of you guys would like the limitless ability of God in you to do work for you? That'd be good, wouldn't it? That would be really good. So, and then Hava, the last three is Hey, Vav, Hey. Hava literally is to be to effortlessly exist anything you want to be. I am, is what it says. So the Lord in you is literally the power of God in you to be anything you want to be effortlessly, if you're going to take it scripturally. Isn't that wild? I think that's pretty wild. So when he says, be still and know that, who's Lord? Be still and know that, I am. What is the name that will be the name for every generation after generation? I am that I am. Isn't it fascinating? What the Hebrew writers are trying to tell you is Jesus Christ is very real. In fact, Paul, Apostle Paul says it this way. It says, the first physical man is all of us, born of a woman's womb. This is, this is Esau. The second man, this is Paul writing, the second man, the spiritual man, Jacob, is the Lord from heaven and he's in you. I start to read these things now. I go, where was this? Maybe they took it out of all the Bibles in church here in town. Like maybe it's not in there. They, they snuck something in there. I don't know. But I'm like, it is so clear to me now. I'm going, my God, they're talking about the spirit man in all of us, the Jacob, the smooth man. And so <clears throat> it literally is effortlessly be whatever you want to be. So if you can accept that uh, I am, because Jesus literally means Yahweh is the deliverer or savior. Yahweh. So Yahweh is, you can be whatever you want to be. And then let's go, let's talk about Yasha a minute. Because that, that's the Savior, Deliverer. It's strong, it's 3467. If you want to go look all this stuff, so you know I'm not making it up. It says to deliver or save, right? He, Yahweh is our salvation. And it means to make sufficient to live, to li- be able to live or be in abundance. That's, that, that's right out of Strong's. Isn't that interesting? So salvation, Jesus, if you go in the name of Jesus, it's the nature of Jesus. It's really, where's Jesus? What did Paul say? Know ye not that Jesus Christ is somewhere else? No, he says it's in you. Test it and see is what he says. Test it, right? You can prove to yourself that it's there. That's what he says. And we'll show you how to prove to yourself tonight, which is really fun. Because once you get it, you're like, oh my God, it worked again, Lord. Hello, right? Why did I ever doubt? So, be still and know that I am, your own I amness, is God, is the Lord, is Yudei Bavhe. It's the, the power to be anything you want to be within. So when your mom or your coach or your dad or whoever says, you can be whoever, whatever you set your mind to be, they were saving you. They were actually showing you what Yudei Bavhe actually is to the writers. Isn't that fascinating? It's very real is what they were saying. So to deliver makes sufficient to live or be in abundance. So Jesus within you, well, let's put it this way. Um, if somebody is, is lacking in anything, whether it's health, joy, abundance, what is salvation and where is it? Where's, where, where is it? It's probably the first question. Where is it? Where do you seek? 
salvation. It should be within you, right? Because he says, I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. He didn't say he gave the fivefold ministry. He didn't say he gave it to a bishop. He didn't say he gave it to anybody. He says, I gave it to you. Isn't that interesting? I gave it to you. Everything that pertains to life and godliness. I've given, it's my great pleasure to give you the keys to the kingdom, is what it says. I've given you my royal rule and reign. So when we say Jesus is our savior, if you're lacking in anything, it's not, it's not trying to be anything. It's not trying to learn a technique. It's, this is so simple, guys. It really is what I've been sharing over and over, but I want to show you this shin, because this shin, when you really get Yeshua, when you really get salvation, it's so more deep than what probably you were ever taught. And it's so radically wild that I'm getting my arms around it yet going, oh my God, let's try this, sweetie. <laughs> it works. That's what's crazy. So, so Jesus, which is Yahweh, the Lord, is salvation. So if you're lacking, if you're lacking in, uh, I'm just going to use... Um, Money. If you're lacking in money, what would be salvation to you? Money. Right? Wouldn't it? I mean, that, this isn't really hard, but you tell this to a Christian, they freak out. Well, I'm just sufficient with what I have. Well, yeah, but your life sucks, so don't give me that, right? Like, I don't want that. Like, and guess what? The world's looking at you and doesn't want that either. They're going, if that's God, then I'm okay over here. I'm doing my stuff. Right? That, that was Barb and I forever. I'm like, no, we're doing fine. Like, especially when then they do this weirdness that one, you're, you're, you're no threat to the devil until you get saved. Now he's after you. Well, I'm smart enough to not, I'm doing it at the end then. Because then he won't be after me these hundred years of my life. Right? And that, doesn't that make more sense to a logical engineering mind to going, oh, okay, cool. Then I'll just do it at the end. No, you can't. Why, why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not right so anyway i'm just trying to i'm trying to kill every sacred cow you have actually because you and the father are one you can't be separated in anything you could ever desire the source of it's within you this this eternal body of jesus within all of us the spirit of god isn't that cool know ye not that you're the temple that's another one and the spirit dwells as a dove and it might fly away no, that's not what it says. It says, it dwells in you and nothing can separate you. It's an impossibility. Isn't that awesome? I've done some stuff where the dove should have flown away, but he's still there. So my dove must have some guts or something. I don't know. I got a, I got a burly dove. Like, he plays rugby and drinks beer and all this kind of fun dove stuff with me. So he's more fun. So Jesus within you, literally, if you want to take it seriously, is the limitless power and strength of God to effortlessly deliver, make sufficient to live or be in abundance. The limitless power of God to be any I am or your I amness you desire to be. So if you're lacking in, in finances, what would be salvation? It's simply go, the Spirit of God. I wrote this in the, um, in the email and the Facebook post today. Here's what Scripture says. And the quantum physicists, that's why I love this stuff. They get this stuff. They're, they're going, the lie is separation. There's nothing, there's not an atom in the world that's separate from any other atom. It's all oneness. Now, our current science says it's literally packets of light, photons. But I think as we explore, we'll find something a little bit deeper. But right now in our current understanding of, of science, whatever, it says it's literally not anything there. It's just pure spirit, pure potential, and it's light, Right? 
And I do think it's fascinating that scripture says he identifies himself as light. I'm pureness. I'm just whatever you want me to be. The spirit is submissive to man. So I think that's really fascinating stuff to me. Um, but when we break it down to literally go, you know what? If, if I'm lacking in, in finances, I can simply see myself right now. The spirit's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It never changes. To me, that's a fancy way of saying the Spirit's the same no matter which generation, any time. There's no time or place. It's this eternal thing. We would call it God himself that can't be changed, but it's eternal. I'm going to read you something, too, about how the Hebrews looked at the shin, Yeshua, in all of us. It's, like, ridiculously good, guys. I wish this would be taught in every church in the world. It would change their lives if they actually did it. And so, anyway, it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's no time. There's no space. So in the Spirit, we don't try devise a plan to get more money, anything like that. You simply do this. You see yourself already enjoying limitless abundance and the feeling that you would have as if you had it. And Jesus Christ within you, which this fits the parable of parables, by the way, guys. So you plant that seed of abundance within you. From this day forward, you see yourself as only abundant. And your old habits, your old thinking will try to get you back over and over and over. But it's like the seed planted. We can't see it, but we will see it. Oh, another one is like uh, when he's talking about to Nicodemus, where he's talking about the spirit, right? And he says, uh, how many guys have ever seen wind? It's hard to see wind, isn't it? That's why the scripture says, you can't see the wind, but you see what? The effects of the wind, right? When you see the dust and the, like here, it's easy for us in Colorado, some of you guys, but we get huge storms and hailstorms and windstorms, like stuff blows away, right? But you can't see the actual wind, you just see its effect. He's saying the exact same thing. He's going, Jesus Christ within you, if you from this day forward and feel and, and see yourself, where you're, the place where your mind goes all the time is seeing yourself enjoying completely abundance. Nobody else can see what you're doing in that secret place, but they will see the effects of it in your life. That's prayer is what Jesus says, right? That's the spirit, that's Christ in you. Is everybody following me? That's why I think it's so fascinating, like Barb and I have really been digging into that dispensa thing again because like, you know, people are like all freaking of COVID and everything again. Like, guys, would you relax? See what you desire it to be and live as how you would, the joy. If, if you were completely free with, from any kind of illness, how joyful would you be? That's the, that's the emotion you experience. You experience as if it's real. Follow me? You experience that if that's real, you actually take some time to experience that joy. See yourself enjoying life. See yourself doing something fantastic that you want to do and going, God, I couldn't get any better. And the Spirit himself has ways and means we don't know how, but that seed gets planted in us where that becomes the real us, and it becomes effortlessly. That's Jesus Christ. That's salvation within you. So it really is choosing what you desire with the emotion as if it's already real. That's it. Now, science has figured this thing out, right? That's where the Joe Dispenza one, where he's talking about the lady again with stage four cancer. She was some, somewhere. And uh, here's why... Here's why um, now, I've got lots of friends that have gone. I've gone through the nine-week thing, but I've never gone personally. But guys, they make you get over yourself in those sessions. For four days, they make you like meditate all day. That's probably why I've never gone. I'm like, that sounds like hell to me. Like, I don't want to do that because this is working fine. <laughs> so, but I know why they do it because their body, their emotions, everything wants to drag them back to where they've always been, right? They don't want to. So for like my, my friend Doug and and uh, a couple of you others, 
um, <clears throat> they go, it was like, okay, we're going to do it again, and then we're going to do it again, and then we're going to do it again. But all of a sudden, something clicks. And like the lady with stage four cancer goes, I literally became a new creation. That old person, I wasn't trying to heal that person. I saw myself as a person completely joyful without any of that. Like that, that cancer can't exist in this new person because I've literally rewritten everything in me because he made me stay on this thing for four days, right? So I'm just telling you, it doesn't take that long. If, if you start to go down that path where you start to feel anxious, worry, whatever, it literally is just a quick reminder, guys, going, no, you know, it feels so wonderful that I'm full of life, that I'm so happy, that everything flows to me effortlessly. It's so, so amazing that my marriage is beautiful, my kids' relationships are beautiful, even if it's total chaos outside of it. That's the problem. People look at their stuff and they go, I did it and it doesn't work. Like, it's an impossibility. It's an impo You're saying Jesus doesn't work. That's an impossibility. What I'm saying is, you did it for a little while, and then the rest of the day, you just festered it and your old self all day. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? That's why they make you get out of your comfort zone for four days, but it works. So I would tell you, if you, if you simply just were conscious of where your thoughts and your emotions are most of the day, just reverse them, and you'll be shocked at where you end up. The whole world will see it. Amen? So let, let, me, let me go into Shin a little bit more, because this is where I want to go to this next slide. All right, so... Joshua, which is Jesus in English, right? It's from those two words, Yudhevavhe and and Yasha. So they combined them. Now, if you go look at this, Yudhevavhe, the first three letters of the Lord are the same. Yudhevav, it's a nail, and then they replace it with Shinvavayin. I, I really want to, and, and Vav is just a man or a connector. And the last part is what I wanted to talk to you about because the first part, you know what Lord is. Lord is I am. I can the if I accept that I am prosperous from this day forward, I will be that. If I accept that I am completely whole, I will be that. If I accept that everything works in my life, I will be that. Isn't that fascinating? That's, that's Lord. That's Yudhei Vavhe. Now, Yeshua, so say something's not that. The shin in this is pretty amazing. This is where I wanted to get with a lot of you guys. Because um, how many guys have never had anything bad happen to you? We all have, right? Now, what I don't want you to do is if there was something traumatic in your life, whether it was a kid, a, in a marriage, whatever, is to fester with it for the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 60, 80 years, right? You don't have to. And uh, I was talking to my friend Paul Gray about this, what, what the shin really is. And he was like, man, if, if, if a therapist would ever get this, they would put them out of business. I go, no, no, no. They would have lines out the door because it works. People would come for results, not repeat sessions. Does that make sense to you? So, <clears throat> all of us have had trauma. All of us had negative things. The shin in you is this radical thing, guys. It's, it's a picture of a tooth or a fire. And this is what I want you to get. There's no time or space in the spirit. The shin, um, and I'll explain this. I've, I think I've explained it here before, but I really want you to get this. What Jesus means is the Lord has a shin and ayin in it. Ayin is just an eyeball or what you see within. So what we see within, right? And then the shin is what I want to spend some time with, though. It's because the shin is a tooth or a fire. It's a, tooth or, it's a picture of a tooth or a fire. Now, why is that? Now, the fire of God, right? You've got to sound holy when you say that. It has nothing to do with that, if they understood it. That's somebody who doesn't know what it is. I promise you they don't know what it is. They, they've got people convinced, and they plop around on the floor and do all this stuff. But that's not what it is. 
They, their life doesn't change. I mean, we saw that over and over and over. They flop around for an hour and get their kids to cry on the floor for a weekend. Like, that's ridiculousness to me. That you, bet, you would be better off reading your toaster manual because you've just separated them from the truth that's everything's in them. And so <clears throat> this Yeshua, this Shin, is so fascinating. Um, the fire of God literally is, they used imagery. So think about here, it's really easy again in a forest fire where we see this fire come through and it leaves nothing but some lodgepoles maybe, but everything looks wiped out as if nothing's there, doesn't it? Like looks like it's gone. And then all of a sudden, a week later, you see all these green shoots coming down. So the shin to them, let me, let me read the shin in Hebrew. This is, let me read it and then we'll go through this. So here's the shin. This is fascinating. The shin is the 21st Hebrew letter, the letter of fire and transformation. It means both the tooth and the fire. And it refers to the transformational process of breaking things down, grinding it into the smallest particles. The smallest particles we know now today, guys, are, are photons, packets of light, right? And building a new, cooking, firing the clay pot into a new form. It's the whole process of transforming, healing, breaking, restoring. This part just rocked me when I started to read this. The spirit transforms matter, yet remains unchanged in itself. Matter changes constantly, yet the spirit within does not change. Is that fascinating? So here's what they're saying. Like, just like if you can picture a fire, it looks like everything is destroyed and it goes down, breaking it into a smallest particle. So think about, a, uh, think about all of these trees and all this energy in a forest fire here. All of that's released in heat and ash and craziness, right? You see it. But what's left there, guys, is pure energy, pure potential. And then it forms into new life outside of it. The other thing it's example is, is a tooth. So think about it like this. If you go look the shin, you'll see it's the devourer of the tooth. So think about this. Let's say I'm eating an apple, right? Um, so I'm eating an apple and I'm chewing it down to its smallest particle, right? It goes into pure potential. It releases energy within me. And what does that energy do? It restores my cells. It brings new life to me. It does all these different things, right? It gives me... So it, it was the, that was that concept. The shin in you, if you don't like anything about your life, you can simply picture in, see within how you would like it to be, and literally it'll burn up your current situation as if it never happened. It goes down to pure energy and recreates the life you're looking at within your inner man right now. There's no going back and trying to fix things. There's no therapy. There's no, I got to do this. Here's why, here's why my life is such a mess, because this happened to my, in my youth. Guys, you don't have to do any of that if you understand it. Now, here's the really radical part to the Hebrew about what the shin was. It breaks it down, the fire of it. Um, forest fire is not a good example here necessarily, but you get the idea. Let's just say, let's say something, let's say this piece of paper was here and the fire burned it all up and all you saw was just a little ash pile. Could you tell what that was? You couldn't, unless you knew it was a piece of paper and you just saw a bunch of ashes here, you couldn't see it. You couldn't tell what that was, could you? That was fire to them. It literally brings it down into pure energy. Now, what, are, what does that energy do? Whatever you want it to do. That's what the shin was. It, it recreates, here, let me read this again. This, I think this is so great. 
The shin refers to the process of transformation. Now, and then he explains the process. It breaks down the current situation. In your, think about your life now. It grinds it into the smallest particle, which is just pure energy, anything you want it to be. And it builds it anew. It cooks it as if the fiery clay of a pot into the new form that you desire. That's Yeshua. Now, is that different than I accepted Jesus when I was 13? You didn't accept that. You didn't accept that into your heart. You had no concept of what that is, which is why, like for me, if they would have told me this going, hey, Mike, you know what? This is how, what do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? Well, if you asked all these questions, like what would be the, what would be the, the most amazing life you could experience? And right now I'm going, man, I'm experiencing it. I got a hot wife. I'm chasing her around, going to Maui. Stuff works for me. <laughs> no, it's really, so it's a bad question to ask a, a high school or college kid. Like, what do you want to, what do you want to do? Uh, that's a bad question right now. Cause I want to drink beer and chase her and play rugby. So, <laughs> what's the, what are you really asking? Right? Guess what? So that's what I became. I, I, that's what I became. But I was still smart enough to go, but grades come easily to me no matter what. I can go out all night and I still, grades will come to me easily. And it worked, right? It worked. Isn't that fascinating? Because that was a choice I chose. I said, you know what? I'm going to live my life and just have a blast and things are going to work for me and I don't have to do all those weird things that you guys do. Not you, just like the stuff they were telling me. And it worked. Isn't that wild? Then I got religious and it stopped working. I'm going, I'm going back to work. I'm going back to the real Jesus Christ in me, which is the effortless, limitless power of God to be anything you want it to be. And what you don't like, it'll burn it up into a pile of ash and recreate the I in what you're seeing within. All on its own. Now, it'll guide you through different relationships and ideas, and, but it, it's the power of God himself doing it in you, through you, getting you perfect results. Isn't that a good idea? Is this helping you like, like Jesus actually is? I think the shin is amazing to me. Now, here's what's really wild about the shin. So, because um, a lot of you guys share things with me, and really online with the prayer, prayer group, etc. Now, I get it, guys. There's some very traumatic things that happen to, to people. I get it. I mean, you hear the worst. I mean, you turn on the TV today and you see the worst. Don't you? You see the, like the worst of humanity right now. The only way to fix it is to go within because that's where God is. Everybody's going, God needs, let's beg and plead God. I'm like, no, he's in you. He's right here. He's the only place he's ever been. He's shared his kingdom with you, right? The only way you're going to bring peace is to you yourself experience peace. I mean, if you take world events and people are all worked up, aren't they? They're not. Are they bringing peace to the situation or more chaos to the situation? I contend they're bringing more chaos. I get it, guys. I can see with my eyes, like, how could a human being be this way? But I, there's no depth to how bad we can be or there's no ceiling to how amazing we can take the talents of God within us, the Spirit. Right? So, but I do know this, is... When things are really traumatic, take your eyes off it. Take your attention off it. You don't need to spend another minute living in that fear, that anxiety, that anguish, that pain. Um, and I'll just use this example with. Well, you could take the. Uh, um, let's just say. Let's just say you. Uh, some of you guys didn't experience this, but I did, and a lot of you have too. That um, there was abuse in your household whether it was sexual, physical, um, verbal, mental, it's usually all the above. There's some combination in it. And I experienced that, right? But it, 
I was telling Paul Gray, I said, you know what, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And I really mean that. It's, I really do. Because it really showed me that all things truly do work together when you know Jesus Christ, when you know this shin within you. Because you know what it did? It's like I had to figure it out pretty fast. I had to figure it out when I was a little guy. And it was really healthy for me to figure it out. It really was. I wasn't a victim through the whole thing. Meaning that my life is this way because I've went through this abuse. I figured it out in a hurry. It's like, wow, I can't wait to get out of this house because it was a certain situation, but I'm going to thrive through all of it. I remember very consciously doing that. I'm going to thrive through all of this stuff. And I did, right? It was a conscious choice of mine to go, oh, yes, you know what? Some things hurt physically, sexually. There's all kinds of weirdness. But the shin within me, I simply see life how I want it to be. And I'm telling you, here's what it does. It actually burns up my past as if it never happened. And I have a really difficult time even like experiencing it. So people are like, oh, I just my past. Like that's because you dwell on it over and over and over and over and over. Here's what you can do. See life exactly how you wished it was and experience it right now. And it literally transforms every event, all the people, as if it never happened. It actually heals the perpetrators as well as you. Now, is that different than the Jesus at church camp you heard about? It is so transformative if you understand it, guys. You literally start living heaven on earth, despite what happened to you, because you can't even remember what happened to you. You get glimpses of it, but I was like, I can't even remember that. It's, and I've shared this with you too, then you'll be done. I'm trying, just trying to give you real examples of this. Oh, let me share this with you, because this, this was, uh, I forgot my testimonies. I printed them out and forgot them, but this was a great one. I want to share this with you again. Like, does it really heal time, the past, present, and future? Yes, because there's only one God, and it's I am. It means your current, what are you experiencing right now, right? So you guys have all heard this. Um, Dispenza, Braden, all these guys talk about it, but it's fascinating. All you guys online never heard this, check this out. In July of 2000, Israeli doctor Leonard Levovici, probably one of my brethren back there, conducted a double-blind randomized controlled trivial trial involving 3,393 hospital patients. They divided a control group. And a, and a prayer group. So meaning, out of the 3,393 patients that had sepsis, which is a pretty serious blood disease, like a lot of people that go through chemo and different things, they don't die from the chemo. They actually die from in, infection because their immunity is so down. And so sepsis is a pretty serious blood infection. So meaning this, I'll try to make this easy. Um, out of the 3,393, the computer randomly spit, here's people that aren't going to be prayed for, here's people that are going to be prayed for. The computer generated it randomly. Follow enough? The people praying don't know anything about this. So <clears throat> they randomly designated half the patients to have prayers said for them while the other half were not prayed for at all. They compared the results in three categories. How long they had fever, the length of stay in their hospital, and how many died as a result of the infection. The prayed for, as would have expected, uh, decreased in fever, had shorter, shorter hospital stays. The number of deaths among those prayed for versus not was not significantly sig significant, but it did but it was reduced in the prayer group. <clears throat> this is a powerful demonstration of the benefits of prayer and how we send an intention. So these guys knew how to pray. They didn't go, oh Lord, if it's your will, please heal them. You're about to die. If that stuff comes uttered out of your mouth, you're about to die. I'm telling you. Who's, who did he give the kingdom to? You. He's given you the power. He's given you the ability, Right? He's going, and my spirit within you is submissive to anything you want. Now, there's no judgment in any of it. But when, we just, when you just throw it randomly, like, Lord, if it's your will, 
Guys, I'm telling you, you're not taking the talents of God within you and treating it seriously. You've got a God outside of you somewhere. It responds to exactly what you're doing with your heart and mind. The whole world. So here's what's fascinating about this. We can send an intention out. Here's what I want. They see these people as whole with the feeling of joy of, like for me, it's easy. So somebody's dealing with something. I see them emailing me, calling their, their spouse, whatever, going, I have no idea what you did, but I've never felt better in my life. I feel that joy and I know it's been sent out. Isn't that wild? It's been cast out into the sea, the yom. It's the, yom is the, the strength of God to do work in the womb of God. It's the spirit. We think it's a mountain thrown into Pacific Ocean or something like, no, guys, no. That's not what it means. It means the sea was cast into the womb. Just like a male seed's cast into the womb, there's not much I can do now, right? It's trying to do the same thing with this, the true tabernacle of God. When you get that intention and that emotion cast into the womb of God, which is within us, there's nothing more to do but watch it happen. And be excited with intention that it's going to happen. That's all faith is, right? Like, yes, it's going to happen because I experienced it within. That's it. There's no, it's not any harder than that. So, so this is a powerful demonstration of prayer, how we send an intention out, what we want, with the thoughts and feelings if it's already there. He calls it an elevated emotion. We would call it Philippians 4. Think on these things. Things that are lovely. Things that are pure. If there's any good report, if there's any virtuous, think on those. He's telling you, you know, the, the grace guys can get a little strange on me sometimes because they're like, well, if I have to do anything, it's no longer grace. Well, if your wife asks you to do something, you're not going to do it because it's no longer grace. What planet are you guys on? That's not what grace is, right? He tells us to do things. In fact, there's a lot of imperatives in the Greek if you look at it. It's imperative that you do this. Follow me? And what's he saying? It's an imperative. Guard your heart with all diligence because that's where life flows out of. Think on these things, right? And the grace is Cain. When I simply think on it and I picture my, the life I dream of in my mind, it is literally bringing it into physical existence. It's the seed within the inner chamber bringing it out with no more effort on my own. That is grace. If we're going to take scripture as grace, right? Isn't that wild? So here's the kicker of this whole story. So they randomly generated these sepsis patients. There's one additional element to the story that you should know about. They weren't praying for patients who were affected in the year 2000 when this study happened. Instead, unbeknownst to them, they were praying for lists of people who had been in the hospital from 1990 to 1996. They were praying for people four to ten years prior to the experiment, but it healed them even though they didn't pray until four to six years later. What is that telling you? There's no time in the Spirit. And he says this here. He goes, now, this leads to the question. If we were to pray or focus our intention for a better life for ourselves, could it affect our past, present, and future? That's the shin to the Hebrew. It's exactly what it says. Hey, you've experienced trauma? Take your eyes off it. Experience life exactly how you want it to be right now. It actually heals everyone and everything. That, as if it burns it up, as if it never existed, and it becomes... Not you. You're actually a new creation, a new literal person that that never happened to. There's no experience there anymore. The quantum law says all potential, any possibility exists all simultaneously. Our thinking and our feelings affect all aspects of life, past, present, future, no space or time. 
so good, guys, if you get this. So what am I trying to share with you? Let's finish with this. You've been given everything that pertains to life and godliness. Now, you might perceive, oh, that family grew up in a, a wealthy family, or this family grew up with that, and I'm so... This is what happened to me. Well, you wouldn't know because your dad didn't do this, this to you, or you didn't, didn't know because this... Like, no, but I do know things that you don't know. And none of us should dwell on any of it. Like, let me just share this example real quick, too, because Steve and Kath are probably the only ones who saw us. Like, when we first got married, we were a... Farm <laughs> just goes perfect. Right, right, and it feels like it now. It's like we can't even... We, it's really hard for us to go there, but I know in the past, because I've, I've heard stories, but I can't, I can't conceive of it really, like, anymore, but it was a mess, wasn't it? It's a little messy. <laughs> we were after it, right? We were full of vigor. Yeah, somebody just said it. Like, full of pee and vinegar, right? We were just full of it, man. Just, just, ah. and so we both did things, whatever that hurt, that, that we could have gone forever and ever. And we did for a while. And I'm saying we were perfect. And then I think both of us going, this is crazy. Let's start, if, if the shin, we didn't even understand this yet, but somehow we understood it, like in a, from a heart level, because nobody has to teach you this. It says, everybody will know me from the least to the greatest, because my instructions are written on your heart. Where well, we simply did this. We just said, we never dated anybody else. We never had arguments. We didn't have any of that. We were high school sweethearts from the beginning. And it healed our marriage to, that's how I feel. Don't you feel that way? I and mean, we're not joking. It's like, I think our kids are embarrassed sometimes when we come around us in our house. And, like, this is what we do. But I think it's really healthy for kids to see. Like, uh, it's that powerful. We didn't, I think we went to one counseling session, this Christian counselor, and I go, this person, jeez, if that's counseling, I don't want it, right? I feel good about myself after that. So, just because they don't know. They don't know Jesus Christ within. That, oh, I confessed it when I was 13. That's not what it means, guys. It means it's, it's the limitless power of God to burn up everything you don't want and only experience what you do want right now, I amness. Amen? And it literally heals everything about your past, present, and you only experience current reality. That's Yeshua, salvation within. So whether it's health, whether it's finance or whatever, simply see exactly how you want it to feel. Really get intentional about Acting it out in your mind as if it's real, where you start to experience the feeling of it, the emotion of it, and you don't have to know how it's going to happen, but it literally comes to you effortlessly and it burns up the past as if it didn't happen. You no longer have a bad past. You only have current what you want now. Isn't that awesome? And the beautiful benefits, it also heals the people that were involved in the past with you. It's such a beautiful thing. So hopefully that helps, guys. It's, but that's Yeshua. Amen? Cool. We'll see you in October. Actually, some of you guys will see you uh, house fellowships and, and online fellowship, but physically we won't be here. God bless you guys.